Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast, Outdream Your Doubles. Success despite the setup. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our 20th episode. And I can't think of a better way to have a 20th episode than having Colin Lamance on with from Kanga Coolers. What? Logan, call why? <laughs> guys, this is okay. So you guys know I don't edit my podcast. This is the, for the true <laughs> test right here. And I'm not nervous at all. <laughs> so it's Logan. He is the CEO. CEO. Yes. Okay. So you started mm-hmm. Kanga Coolers. Yeah, along with some other co-founders as well. So, word on the street is, you started it in your dorm room. Not exactly the dorm, but college, yes. Okay. I, I, I got out of the dorm room as soon as freshman year was over. That was absolutely miserable. Yes, not, it's not fun. Not fun at all. Not fun at all. <laughs> but definitely started it in college as a part of a class project, actually. I was a junior, and uh, the, the, it was entrepreneurial entrepreneurship class. Okay. The, the project was to create a solution to a problem that you face. Now, I just turned 21. Uh-huh. I like to tailgate a lot. Uh-huh. And, and so naturally, the problem I faced was drinking warm beer at, at tailgates with friends. So Kanga Coolers, their coolers are awesome. And I'm going to get into this in a second. Um, I Guys, I, I had a couple questions I gave him and I've done a little bit of research, but I don't know the answers to a lot of these. So I'm really excited to hear what he has to say. So like there's like Yeti coolers and there's other things. They didn't keep your beer warm. Well, the problem is I actually owned a Yeti cooler. A lot of my friends owned a Yeti cooler. Yeah. But, but we thing. would go to a tailgate and not use them. Really? Yeah. They're just think? huge and heavy. They're huge and heavy. Yeah. yeah. It's okay. one of those things where, you know, if you're going out to a to tailgate or hang out for a couple hours, let's say play around a golf for three, five, maybe six hours. Yes. It doesn't matter what kind of cooler you have. Yeah. The inconvenience of loading it down, hauling it with ice, sure. it's not worth. And you need a wingman for half these coolers to right. load you it gotta up. Right. You got to carry it. Like if you want to <laughs> skip the gym membership, this is a great way to get a workout in. Oh, but right. It's, right. But it's one of those things that when, when me and my buddies would go drink in, in college, and it is, we never use it. We just stop by literally the convenience store on the way to the tailgate, yeah. grab a cold case from the fridge there. Yeah. And then and just drink it as it got warm. Throw the case away at the end. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we all drop three hundred dollars on a cooler we don't use. No, just for just massive. for just for the image and the name. Like when yeah, do you actually when do you actually use it to keep things cold for two weeks? Right. And my you know we, one of my favorite lines on Shark Tank is when we say, "Well, if it takes you two weeks to finish your beer, we've got a, com- a different conversation." To have. <laughs> right. So, I mean, <laughs> we are not on the same field here. Right. If it takes you two weeks, yeah. Right. So. The concept behind the coolers, guys, and I have one sitting here, um, they are super lightweight. This one is pink, um, and it's it's one of their older ones. But basically, the material is super flexible. You zip off the side, and you can stick your six-pack of beer in there. Absolutely. Is that right? It's, it's, the concept is like a... a- beefed up koozie for the entire case for the whole case you just stick it in there and then they have this flap that's magnetic which is super awesome so you can just 
stick your hand in the top, grab your beer, flap it back, and you're good yep. to go. Absolutely. So when we created the first prototype, we did that same scenario again where we're walking to the tailgate yeah. on game day, except the only difference here is when I went to grab that case from the convenience store, I slid it into yes. a Kanga cooler. Yes. And then it kept it cold for the entire time I was actually tailgating. Yeah. That's what we realized when we saw the gap there with mm-hmm. everybody carrying around just open cases of beer, but yeah. also owning coolers. There's a, a, a mid-range use scenario that yes. doesn't, it's not being met. Where the really the goal isn't necessarily you know two week long performance. No, it's making it keep it as cold as it needs to be for as long as it needs to be, mm-hmm. while making it as convenient as possible so you'll actually use it. Or else you're just not going to use anything, right. and you're going to sacrifice the cold of the drinks yes. just for the convenience of not having to deal with the cooler. And I must say, your designs are pretty freaking awesome. Well, thank you. You guys are very creative. You didn't see our first designs, did you? And now good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we get performance <laughs> first, then we add designs and get creative with yeah. it. So, like, you guys have definitely, I haven't seen the first design, but your designs are That's freaking on point right now. Thank like, you. amazing. It's a big trial and error experiment because we do all those in-house still. You do? And we know nothing about design. No. You, we so did, you we don't do. have a design guy? Like, no. you're not? No, we just figured it. Just, we, we trial and error. Like, we literally just say, well, this looks terrible. Let's try again and try again and try again. And eventually we get to a point where we're happy with where we're at and we're continuing to push. So how many girls are in this team of, of your Kanga cooler? None yet. No. None yet. So, guys, these are guys. And you're how old? 25. We range from some guys that are 19 that are newer to yeah. 26 at the oldest. Okay. So you're 25. When you started this, you were how old? 21. 21. And you, this just came about because you were in a class. They said, hey, what's a problem you want to solve? Yeah, and that was How? the problem I experienced. And I said, well, why don't we just have a koozie for the entire case? Because when, when you're getting the case from the store or your, right. from your fridge, it's already cold. You don't have right. to make it cold in most scenarios. Yes. So why not just keep it cold for the whole time you're actually going to use it yes. in the easiest way? And, and, and it's got that foil liner on the inside yeah, that keeps it cold. you don't need to use ice. You just no. slide it in, zip it up, amazing. and it stays cold for <laughs> when you need it. I hate getting ice on the way to yeah. somewhere. It's so annoying. Um, so basically the material... Did you just say, okay, a koozie works, we're going to use koozie material? Or That's did where we you... started. The, the, okay. Again, the whole, the whole story, I guess, with us is yes. not knowing what we're doing, but trial and error is a phenomenal process. Okay, so here's a good point. I tell my team all the time, ignorance on fire. Ignorance on fire. What does that mean? So you just, you have this idea, you have this passion, you're like, this is a need that needs to be filled. Like, right. I'm lit about this. I want to keep my beer cold, and I don't want to have to to tag this thing like this is brilliant we're filling a gap we don't know what the heck we're doing we're just going to figure it out exactly it's ignorance on fire you, that that makes sense yeah. Yeah. yeah so a lot of people get stuck and i've talked about this on my podcast they they wait until they have everything figured out to start right well you're never going to start because everything is always evolving like world's evolving social media evolves like your coolers are going to evolve over time like they are already with designs and yeah. all of that stuff. And so I tell my team, you just have to get started with what you're passionate about. Just talk about it. Just do the do. And don't worry about, is this going to be perfect? Because you said, have you seen my first designs? No, but clearly nobody cared because you got on Shark Tank. Exactly. Yeah. And that's one of the big secrets is nobody ever really knows everything they're doing. No. Every, like you said, everything's ever. constantly evolving. Like, yes. you know, if, if college me looking at me right now would have thought, man, you guys got it figured out and stuff. Well, yeah, I know how to build a business, for a, a, this specific business from yes. the college classroom to where we're at now. 
I have no idea how to go take on the big competitors of the world. No. Yeah, that's what I've got to figure out now is we've got a great yeah. platform, got to get a great basis. But, you know, what are we do, what are we going to do as, you know, the world of social media it? evolves yeah. and like our business model change? You're constantly in a situation where you have not much clue what you're doing no. and you're trying to chart that trail yes. and see, you know. And if you're you somebody you who wants to grow and not just stay the same, which obviously you've invested a lot into this and it's going right. really well for you guys. You don't want to just stay here. Like, you guys just moved into this bigger building, what, like right. two months ago or something? Yeah. Um, and so we're always in the game of problem solving, should be in the game of problem solving mm-hmm. as entrepreneurs because you have to grow with things, which also brings in a whole load of other how fast do we grow? How do we scale it? How do we knock it in over our heads? Cart yeah. before the horse. Like, what do we do? So, um, you guys came up with this thing. I guess it passed class. <laughs> we actually got a C. No, we did. Well, Shut up, problem, a C. The problem is the class. It was you know okay. You all invest five hundred dollars in this semester, and whoever has the most money and sales at the end of it wins. That was the thing. That was the that was like okay. a part of the project. Okay. Little did I mean, I, again. I was naive and like you know ignorant Ooh, yeah. and right. things so yeah. we were like yeah we'll have it on store shelves by the end of the semester yeah. we're gonna knock this thing out of the park it takes a little longer than a semester to yeah. get get a business off the ground to where it makes money yeah um, so you even to even get it started of, let alone being right to the tune of like two years and we thought we could do it in you know two months and some change so we learned a lesson there but, uh-huh so yeah. you gotta see i gotta see okay um, but the professor worked with us a little bit because he. so he, were you he, discouraged not really. I mean, it was one of those things. It was it was a technical C. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because we didn't do the homework because we were too busy product testing. Actually working. Well, I guess product testing could be considered working, maybe on this. I mean, one. product testing, like drinking lots of beer, yeah. maybe working on it. Okay. But you got to okay. do that to make sure that. Oh um, no, for sure. And, yeah. That's you know conflict territory. But we definitely had. We were focused more on building the actual business than you know checking the boxes in the class. Yes. And so while the C was, eh, uh huh, it is what it is. I think it worked out for us. Clearly. And I think a lot of people get hung up on the C. Right. A lot of people get hung up on, oh, it didn't get that many likes on social media or the person that I'm talking to, they're not doing it. And so now my whole business is going to fail. And then they just stop. So if you'd stopped at the C thinking, Mm -hmm. oh, the C defines that this isn't a good idea. We would not be sitting here. Yeah, and it's all about your intention, too, what you value more. Like, if, yeah. I, if the goal was for us to rock the project and just get an A in the project, yeah. and then that's it, you know, wipe our hands clean, cool, great class project, guys, then that C would have been devastating. Yeah. But the goal was way beyond that. The C was just a byproduct. It was just kind of yeah. like, okay, we're going to look, we're going to use this class as a platform, mm-hmm. as, a, as a way to learn how to get a business started. Yeah. It's designed to show you the fundamental steps yeah. about starting a business it's called How to Start a Startup. It was yeah. a class, a class okay. Thompson. Okay. And so it was very like bare bones and like yeah. fundamental, but we we're like, well, what better place to start a business than like with a, a literally step by step guide yes. to start a business? And so the, the technical C of the project, that didn't matter as much as the fact that awesome guys like we we made the most of our opportunity now after this class project's over we're in a position to actually take this thing you know so how many people in that class so like when you started this were you immediately big picture we're taking this big like is is that what people in the class were doing or were you one of the only ones that really took your project past the semester yes i was and 
One, your class project partners don't always make your best business partners. So no. We had, we had some issues with that, of course, you yeah. can imagine. But okay. the real story, I guess, behind that, and this is one that I don't really get to tell much. Because okay. it's always Shark Tank. It's always, yeah. you know, the class project forward. Yeah. But really what put me in that position and that mentality to come into that class project with that fire, with that passion, with because it hit me. And, and as soon as I had the idea, it yeah. was, I'm doing this. Yeah. No question about yeah. it. That's uncommon. But what I did actually before that, so I had run a house painting business um, my freshman year of college. Okay. So you were already an entrepreneur. A little bit. You already had that mindset. But not really. I didn't grow up an entrepreneur. I didn't grow up like wanting to start businesses and things. I grew up just kind of, I was going to be an engineer. I was going to do pretty well. Like I'm generally smart in, in, you know, high school and stuff. Like grades weren't too bad and was really focused on like social status and just hanging out Mm -hmm. with people and having fun, going with the flow. And my freshman year of college, as a lot of freshmen freshman do in college went a little wild got at, li- Clemson? at Clemson <laughs> shameless plug for the Tigers okay guys <laughs> um, got in a little bit of trouble yeah a little bit of trouble Did and you? I okay. uh, I kind of saw at, at 19 years old I saw the path yeah I used to think you could just kind of float by right you just kind of right. you know do what you do mm-hmm. go with the flow that type of thing but when that when I got in a lot of a lot of trouble, I saw two paths kind of converge before me. I saw one path where I could continue to try to go with the flow, yeah, quote unquote. But actually, I ended up going way down off off yeah. where I want to be. The flow wasn't so good. The flow wasn't <laughs> so good. Like you, you almost it, it kind of smacks you in the face down the road with mm-hmm. the combination and the accumulation of your habits and yeah. your decisions and poor decisions and everything that you do really starts to reap a, a consequence. Yeah. And you don't see that until it's almost too late. Yeah. And so I got to see that at that point in time where okay. My life, I thought I was going to be fine just mm-hmm. going with the flow. In reality, I'm going down a very not great path. Yeah. And I have two, an option here. I can either go down a very not great path mm-hmm. or I can do a radically opposite thing and try to go down the best possible path for success. And that's what put a fire under me to become an entrepreneur because I said, I got to get out of this, yeah. like, yeah. rhythm. I've got to yeah. get out of this. this the this. scene that everybody. Right. And yeah. Like, and, and I just, I need to do something different. And that's what put a fire into me to say, okay, I'm going to become successful. I'm not going to, like, go down this path. I'm not going to, like, end up, you know, doing what a lot of people end up doing. So is this, like, a big self, like, looking inward and assessing it or just somebody smack you over the head and say, get your shit together? It, it was a, <laughs> I mean, I mean, obviously parents getting definitely, into, but yeah, it was definitely an inward thing, too, where it's yeah. like I, I, I didn't want that for myself. And I saw Good. that, and it was that's where I was heading. But so I had the motivation to to go, you know, look at. It was an internship program called mm-hmm. Young Entrepreneurs Across America. So okay. a shameless plug for those guys. Go They're ahead. not in Southeast anymore, but okay. Uh, basically, they teach student, college students how to become entrepreneurs by teaching them how to run a house painting business. Okay. So you get to like recruit, you get to hire, oh, yeah. you get to fire, All you get to learn stuff. how to sell at jobs. Like I was sell, selling house painting jobs before I knew how to paint or had painters. So you're going to talk about learning how to believe in something that's not yeah. real yet. That was huge. That's big. To go to someone and say, hey, I'm 19 years old. Yeah. You don't tell them this. But no. I right. don't have painters yet. I don't know how to paint, but you're going to pay me $5,000 to do this job for you. You're going to yeah. deposit it right now. That so takes a little bit of belief and a little bit of, you know, that It's that the whole, fake it till you make it. Like, I tell yeah. my team, like, you have to, if you believe in something and this is the route you want to go... You, you just have to go, and I mean, props to you, because I don't think I could sell something that I wasn't even sure if I could paint a wall correctly. I knew I could do but, it. Okay. I just didn't know how to do it yet. You That's just the weren't sure how I, it was going I to I believed in myself that if I sell this job to you, you're like, 
and it's not even, I guess it's to an extent fake it till you make it, but I'm not going to sell someone something that I'm not confident in. Correct. But I was confident that I would figure it out. You would figure it out. Not that I knew how to do it then. And that's a yes. good example too for what served, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs well yes. as they go on the journey. And a lot of people aren't confident they're going to figure it out. That's where it starts. You have to be, con- you're not going to know it yet. No. But you have to have faith that one, it'll all work out in the yeah. end. And two, you're confident in yourself enough in to yourself. actually figure it out. Yes. And so many Even though you don't know now. struggle with things that have been told to them in the past by their parents or friends in school or whatever, you know, like you're not good enough or maybe they didn't get good grades or, you know, you're never going to be successful. They let all of that roll right. in their head. That's their that keeps story. Them, yeah, that, that keeps them from starting. That keeps them from yeah. having that belief in themselves. Yeah. And then and they get turned down one time and then they're like, well, there I go. They said I wouldn't be successful. Mm-hmm. And not having that belief in yourself and the passion for what you're doing, I tell them passion trumps the check boxes every single time. You yes. can show up, you can do the work, you can do the things, but if you're not excited about it and you have all these doubts and stuff holding you back, why even bother? Because right. if nobody's going to buy from somebody or or join somebody or join a business or, you know, do what I do if I'm not freaking lit about what I right. do. Right. And so having that passion is what keeps you moving forward. Yeah. So are you bored of Kanga Coolers? No. It's a, new cha- it's a new challenge each day. Every day. Every single day. Yeah. And that's the fun part. Right. Because I've, I've gotten to be a CEO of you know the company that we were when yeah. we started. I've, I get to be right now the CEO of the company, the size that we are with the products that we have and the partners that we have. But I have not been the CEO of a company of us next year no. or the following year. I have no. not experienced that. So it, it's a it's a challenge for me to continue to grow. Kind of like you said, grow yeah. alongside what you're building. Mm-hmm. Um you don't ever want it to escape you. So I've kind of adopted yes. this this continual growth mindset that's really powerful. That's I don't care how what point I get to. Right. Like if I'm working out and I hit a certain, you know, number on bench press or yeah. whatever, I'm not gonna stop and say, Cool, awesome, that was great. We're done. It's what's next. Yes. And and for me, something recently I've challenged myself to do is actually not fall in love with the outcome of the process, but mm-hmm. fall in love with the process itself. Because it is so gratifying. Right. Like just the little things along the way that you know are getting you to the big picture goal that you have. That big picture goal, again, it's cliche, but the destination is nothing compared to the journey. No. Like it's not but about the destination. people hate the journey. And for me, with Shark Tank especially, like I thought if we could only make it on Shark Tank. Yeah. I mean, good. Like, yeah, right. If we just get on listen there. Listen to, to a bunch of college kids that got drunk and had a great idea. Right. Like if we could get on Shark Tank. Everything is set. Like, yes. we're good. Nothing bad could ever happen again. Like, that's yeah. it. And then you get there and you're like, wait a minute. This is just the starting point. Just, yeah. Now we have pressure to actually go, like, execute yeah, and make really this gotta, worth something, yeah. you know? We, like, we really can't fail now. We, we run can't, Shark Tank. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, now we'll be one of the failure stories if we don't succeed. So then it, it's one of those things that, you know, you, you think destination, if only this, if I get mm-hmm. there, then this is. And then you realize that the best part of the entire process is the journey itself. We had yeah. an office, um, our first one in uh, Anderson. It was in an old abandoned warehouse. No heat, no AC. The warehouse is from the 60s. In South Carolina, guys. Okay, that's no joke. No heat, no like, AC. <laughs> 100, 100 degree summers. No. Like, it, it was absolutely miserable. We all, like, the room we're in right now is probably 150, maybe probably 100 square feet. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. Um, th- that was our only office. And we had about eight smelly, sweaty guys mm. in that office working at any point in time. Yeah. It was miserable. But, that was some. Of, those are some of the best memories that we'll. Have. We built a half pipe there too. 
like a, well, skate, a skateboarding ramp. And you drank beer. And we drank I've beer. I've seen like, some Instagram. That's what, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things. It's like, you know, like, yes, we're happy to be where we're at now. But looking back on that, like, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Now. Like this, those yeah. are the special moments, like where you can say, "Yeah, we started a business in college, and you know what we did with our first office? We built the actual skateboard ramp. Yeah, inside. we built a skate park inside. Yeah, it's just like that. Now, that like, stuff's you don't so have fun. that now, do you? Do you nah. still have it? No. no, we don't have that anymore. We had to grow up a little bit. You did, but that's why every piece of the journey where it's like, okay, we don't have heat and AC, so modern comforts not necessarily there. <laughs> I'll just crack my beer. <laughs> yeah, not necessarily there, but the fun and flexibility of being able to have a literal yes. skate park or just. Yeah. You know, just being fresh out of college and and actually be able to have that level of freedom. Like we we did dumb things. We you know Rob yeah. Dudek's Fantasy Factory at all? Oh yeah. We were inspired heavily oh, by boy. that. So that was you can only imagine. Okay, I but it's the it's the journey. It's those moments along the way. And so I realized, you know, it's not about the Shark Tank earrings for me or for for a lot of successful people. It's about those moments that you spend at your first office. Yep. It's about, we're actually getting ready to go take a, our first um, team retreat to Mexico. Are you? To celebrate See? hitting some goals last Good. year. Good. And so Good. This, that's that's our first time ever taking a company retreat. Yeah. And so that's going to be what's it's special. freaking huge. That's massive. That's yeah. bigger than Shark Tank to us. Oh. It's more important. Hands down. And so a lot of people don't get that, though. No. And that, And in my opinion, if you focus on the outcome too much, mm-hmm. it's good to focus on the outcome to begin with, right? Yeah, or else you never get started. Cool. You want to have a lot of money? Cool. You better work. Great. You're not going to get money without working. Yeah. Good, good, good establishment. Like that's important, important foundation. But the next step is really, okay, am I going to still work even if I don't get the money? Mm-hmm. Or if I may down, down the road get the money, am I going to work because I enjoy working? And yes. I think that loops into where people say, do what you love. Yep. And you never work a day in your life. And you never work a day in your life. Because if you focus too much on the outcome, as soon as you get it, you'll stop doing the input. Yes. If you focus on bench pressing 200 pounds, 225 yeah. or whatever. Yes. And as soon as you do that, you're not as hungry anymore. You no. see it happen with a lot of fighters too, boxers and people like, you know, all of a sudden they, they become successful yeah. and their belly gets a little full. Mm-hmm. They get a little comfortable. So wait a relax. second. Wait a second. Do you know Les Brown? Uh, the motivational speaker? Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah. So he has a, a thing where he talks about being – Hungry, you know, like he's a yeah. black guy. Like he, his voice is just—you can never forget it. So he isn't—he's somebody that I get inspiration from. Yeah. And so when you said being hungry, that's something that we talk a lot about. Is I have my yearly goals, and you know, we have monthly goals and all of that. But like once you hit that, which I do, because I just am mm. like we're doing it. Um, well, then what's next? Like then you have to find your next why and your next your next goal. And still have the passion, but grow with that. Cause like your why a couple years ago and your passion is, was way different than like what you're seeing now. Um, and something that I think is great is that you're doing a team retreat and we're going to wrap this up in a second, but I think obviously you guys have a really good culture here. Um, you don't take yourselves too seriously, but you obviously work really hard. Right. And we do team retreats and those are the most amazing bonding really like nitty gritty and you just come out like guns blazing like we're Mm -hmm. ready to go what's next and so I'm really glad that you see that because as businesses grow I think they lose the personal right with their employees with their team celebrating the wins I don't think that people celebrate the wins enough and I'm I'm big on celebrating all the things so I'm like you know it's Friday we made it let's celebrate (laughs) um so We'll end with this. 
so you're all about growth mindset, which is awesome. And I think that's what you have to have. Who are people that you look up to or listen to? Like, do you do self-development or do you pop in a, a podcast or an audio book? Like, I, I like to take time that I would have otherwise wasted and use that to feed good things into my brain. As I look at you, kind of what you consume from a visual and audio yeah. standpoint, just as much as, as important as your diet physically. Yeah. Um, so if I'm driving down the road, I'm either going to listen to music or I could pop in mm-hmm. a podcast or an audio book. Yeah. Or if I'm get, sitting there, you know, getting ready to go to bed, trying to unwind, I could either watch an episode of TV. Right. Or I could read a book for 30 minutes, which for me puts me right to sleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. It puts me absolutely <laughs> right to sleep. So just, and it's not about just taking like, I'm not going to go like head down, like I'm going to read this book all you know, no. today. Right. I'm going to learn it all today. It's all about just for me finding those little things where I would have otherwise wasted time mm-hmm. and turning that into positive time. Well, and it's just the nuggets that you can get from one page exactly. in some of these books that you're like, oh, my gosh. you know. And then you go and work tomorrow, and you're like, okay, like let's do this. Exactly. This was awesome. Yeah. So what's your, what's your favorite book you've read that's really impacted you? The Slight Edge. The Slight Edge. The Slight Edge. Okay. I can't remember who wrote it. But I read that in college. Okay. Um, actually, another piece of the story, I don't want to go too long, but after my house painting business, yes. I – Basically, I, I felt a lot of classes. Okay. Because the da- most dangerous calculation I, I, I did was I, I figured out that I make more money by going to do an estimate yep. than I do lose money mm-hmm. by going by skipping a class huh. and retaking the class. <laughs> so that was a really bad calculation I did in my head. Like I, I, my parents but hated me for that one. I had, to, I had to pay I mean, for all my school, so like, yeah. like I lost my scholarships after yeah. my wonderful decisions freshman mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. and so I was like, well, I got to pay pay for school, so I'm just going to make enough money to pay for school. I don't want to go into debt. Yeah. But then I ended up getting to a point kind of like, okay, well, I'm making enough money to pay for school, but I'm failing enough classes to keep me in school. So I ended up basically just say, okay, I, the, the business is great. Did two years of running house training business, learned a lot, but I'm going to close everything off and just focus on school. Okay. That doesn't so work well for that. me. That, no. I'm not that kind of – I've mm-hmm. learned a lot about myself. I need something going on yep. that I'm passionate about because I had a taste of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And then to go back to just doing school. I want you to guess what GPA I got that semester that I completely <laughs> dedicated to school. 2.0? Low. Lower. Lower. Yeah. I hate school. So what was it? 1.8. So did you go to your parents and you were like, see – I'm better at painting no. and doing school. <laughs> they, uh, I, I kind of, I, I kind of, you know, gotten lazy, gotten complacent, drank a lot more than, than usual. But school and, is, and you know, go Clemson Tigers. Woo! I, I'm a big believer in doing what you love and being an entrepreneur. And it's, that is way more than the bachelors you walk out with. Yeah. And that's, becoming a more common people are opinion, understanding that more now. But yeah. you know, we didn't have that option. It was you go to a four year college or you're nothing. Yep. And exactly. You sit there and what did you come out with? You got to see on the project, but then you ended mm-hmm. up on Shark Tank and now you have a really great business. Yeah. And so to to continue that that line right there, the so I had one point eight that semester. I was really kind of down and out, like in yeah. a bad spot. I actually ended up having like a surgery on my hand oh my or gosh. almost like lost my hand and I had to do it was a lot of like an infection. Yeah, that I got. a lot of stuff going on that yeah. was not very great. So I was I would consider myself down and out mentally. It was mentally down and out, physically down and out. Did not have a lot of people around me. Like just really kind of yeah, not a great spot. Um, 
Especially considering what you were doing, then to switch to totally right. isolated. I lost myself. Yeah. But I remember having a conversation with my parents, and they were really frustrated and things because they saw the potential, and then yeah. they saw where I ended up yeah. and stuff. And so um, I just remember telling them, look them in the eye and say, just watch, just watch what happens when I'm down and out. Just watch what, watch what happens when my back's against the wall. Mm-hmm. And that very next semester, I started Kanga. That's what I came into that class project with. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. I'm yeah. down and out. My back's against the wall. I've got everything to prove. Yeah. And then I had an idea. That's what I walked in that class project with. And that was the difference between, oh, I'm going to get a C on the project or try to get an A on the project. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to do this thing. Between that and I've got it. Like, I've been, I've been missing that one piece. Mm-hmm. I want to be, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like, I, I'm down, I need something to prove. Like, and then all of a sudden, I've got that piece together. I've got an idea to chase. So are your parents proud of you? I don't know. Me and my mom went back and forth a lot. On what that. are you talking about? They're what pr- do you mean you don't they're know? Proud, but part of my whole goal was to prove to her that college degrees didn't matter as much as she made it seem like they did. Well, does she agree? She does, but reluctantly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, always reluctantly. Yeah. I mean, they're she, never going to be like, you were right, and son. I had, a, I had a conversation with them, too, when Kanga started taking off. And I was like, if this takes off to the point where I can't do both, I can always come back and do school. I can't come back and do no. the business. No. They did not yeah. like to hear that either. So we've, we've kind of – it's. They're, they're proud of me, but it's one of those things where it's kind of like they don't every, every, every new yet. success I have, I kind of look at my mom and just like, told you so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I always wonder, like, yeah. I, so the podcast knows I haven't talked to my parents in seven years. I have a relationship with my grandmother, and mm-hmm. she's super proud of me. And I wonder, like, if they Googled me, would they be proud of me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I guess how could you not? And I, I know that they're proud of you because – you're doing massive things and it might not be the norm, but that's entrepreneurship and that's what fuels you and makes you happy. And I think at the end of the day, like for my kids, whatever they want to do, as long as we've laid out, okay, this is this is the path that it's going to go if this is what you want to do, right. but I want you to be happy. You know, I was going to go to school and be a teacher and then thank God I didn't. I chose to do hair. And my parents, you know, they're like, you can't make money doing hair. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I love doing hair and I'm going to make money doing hair. Mm-hmm. And I did. I was a really freaking good hairdresser. And then down the road, I start, you know, selling shampoo. So, like, every decision that you make that your gut tells you, it might be against the flow. Yep. But every decision you make leads you to something else that maybe you never would have even thought about. And... That's also just kind of the growth mindset and not worrying about what people think. And this is what I want for my life. And so this is the step I'm taking today. Write it out. And then if something else comes along, keep doing that. So um, I want to thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This has been a great great podcast. (laughs) I'll go back calling too. It's okay. Logan He's going to get a kick out of that. that You like him so much that you call him. Oh, whatever. He was your front man, so that was the name on my mind. Um, Thank you all for listening. I am going to obviously post their Instagram handle if you guys want to go follow them. Um, They've got some awesome um, coolers. They've got some they've got American flag cooler. I'm a little obsessed. Um, So go check out their page. I'm going to tag them. And thank you so much for your time. I was not nervous. I was nervous right when we walked in here, clearly, but I was not nervous. I was extremely excited to pick your brain. So I was excited thank too. you. This is a very, very good experience. I appreciate it. I'm your host, Andrea Samantha, and I'll see you back here every Tuesday.